Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash talkingdead. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Talking Dead number 55 for the 10th of October, 2011. We are on the air once again, and it is one week until the season two Walking Dead premiere. There's no air. There's air. We're not we're, on the air. There's no, there, nothing, none of this is going across any kind of air. We are on the series of tubes, otherwise the, yeah, known as the internet. The, uh, the internet dump truck. I think, it's, um, I think it's okay to use that metaphor even for podcasting on the air. Well, you have, you know, we're not broadcasting, though. We're podcasting, so you need something else. We're on, on, online. We're online. Yes, that's true. Not live, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess people could stream this uh, through their Wi-Fi to whatever listening device they want. Live to tape. That's what we're doing right now. That's true. And not to tape anyway. Not to tape. Live <laughs> none, to hard drive. None of the old metaphors work, but we are here. We are recording. And like I said, we're um, one week, less a day yeah. away from Ooh. season two premiere. I've never been more excited about a TV event in my life, I don't think. Really? I mean, I've been excited about TV a, a whole bunch, a number of times, well, but... This, uh, you know, and it's because we think about it so much and we talk about it every week and I watch all the videos and I pay attention more so than to any other show. It's really got me pumped up. I try very hard not to get excited and to think about it because uh, in in the past I've been super excited about television coming on. And when that happens, I'm so excited I can't enjoy it. Well, see, it's probably even easier for you because I'm the guy who like reads all the news That's and then true. collects it all and sends it to you, and you well, just I, ignore I it. Read the, no, I don't ignore it. I, <laughs> I read the news. I you know skim the headlines, and uh, you just do a little more in depth, and then uh, we get to talk about it. But you know, I'm excited too. But I try very hard not to be super excited because I know from past experience that I'll get so excited about a show that I watch it and cannot enjoy it. Yeah, and I'll be, get mad at every single commercial interruption. I'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe what commercials on." Yeah, you get you just set yourself up to be let down. That's what happened to me when I watched The Dark Knight in the theater. Yeah, I was so excited about that movie, and the first time I watched it, I couldn't even really pay attention to the movie because I was just so excited about, "Oh my god, here I am watching Batman and The Dark Knight." We went together, didn't we? We saw it in IMAX. We did, and that opening shot in the IMAX, uh, you know frame with just this beautiful cityscape it's just like oh that was yeah that was very exciting there were audible gasps in the theater yes there were it was amazing but then i went back the next week and saw it again and really really enjoyed it much more yeah so that's that's what i'm trying to avoid with the walking dead but doing a poor job i'm I'm doing an okay job all right good so we'll see what our impressions (laughs) are next week before we get into the show, though, we've, of course, got the news, and uh, we'll talk about our contest a little bit more. Uh, I just want to, once again, remind people that I am coming to New York Comic Con. That is next weekend, premiere weekend. Yep. I'm going to be down there from Thursday to Monday, wow. so full-on, you know, full almost on five Comic-Con. days. Full-on Comic-Con. That's right. That should be their slogan. Full-on Comic-Con. There you go. <laughs> it's ours now. That's right. TM. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to be there. I am going to be getting it together with a couple of listeners uh, for, you know, I don't know, drinks and a good time. We'll see. 
And uh, if anyone else sees me around, I'll be wearing a Talking Dead shirt. Uh, maybe not the whole time, but if you see a guy in a Talking Dead shirt, it's me because I'm the only one who's going to have one. It's New York. They'll, they'll see you. <laughs> yeah, of course. How can they miss you? Well, if you're at the convention, is what I'm saying, and I'm walking around in a black shirt that says Talking Dead, well, you I know mean, it's me. Manhattan's not that big. <clears throat> no, there's only what six million people there. Yeah, maybe more actually. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you won't miss. You won't can't miss you. Good, you can't miss me. I'll be hanging out at the Comic Con and the Apple Store. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's more than one, isn't there? Uh, Which Apple Store are you going to? I don't know. The one with the big cube. That's what I want. I oh, want that's the one the by uh, uh, Central Park. Oh, right well, by, that's also uh, a big park. FAO Schwartz was there. Is that isn't that Times Square? No, that's not Times Square. Times Square is kind of to the left of that and a little bit south. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody straightened me out. Not or you. or me because <laughs> I could be like way off too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out. I'll I'll be around and you know you'll. Find me if you can. Yeah, it's New York. I can't miss you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to be at all the the best panels. I am going to uh, the not only the Walking Dead panel, but hopefully the uh, Telltale Games panel. Ooh. Talking about the video game, the Walking Dead video game, as well as uh, maybe Kirkman is doing a creator-owned comics panel, which I think I'm going to try to go to. That'd be good. Sounds interesting. And then I'm also I also have a ticket for the. Um, Jay and Silent Bob get old. Kevin Smith live recording. That'll, well, that'll be, fun. be good. Yeah, Kevin Smith's a good talker. He does. He he speaks well. He's a good storyteller. That guy. He is. Whether you like his movies or not, he's he's good on the stage. And he doesn't smoke marijuana on stage. I bet he does. <laughs> I don't know because I've listened to his podcast and uh, it's that marijuana smoking that really kind of irritates me when they smoke up. Well, it's it's only him that does it. Well, when he smokes up, then yeah, and <clears throat> I, I think it works for him. But I haven't listened in a while. I kind of got off of it. But uh, on stage, talking to an audience, he's great. He is he's good. absolutely phenomenal. I've seen a phenomenal, phenomenal. That's a word. Yes, uh, I've seen him a couple of times that have been you know not live, but uh, you know videotaped. Yep, he's the movies, the uh, evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, I saw one of those, but there's other short things when when he was talking about uh, Wild 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 West. With the big spider? That was the same. That was from that thing, I think. Oh, is it? The I first so. one? Oh, I saw the second one, too, then. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyways, I'm going to be there. I'll be at some of the panels, so if you see me around, say hi. I am going to have some goodies to give out to people, so you're going to want some of those. I'm <laughs> Swag, not gonna, as they say. Swag. Not going to tell you what, what it is or what they are right now, but if, you, uh, are you, if you're around... Hopefully, you'll be able to pick one up. Yeah. Limited quantities. That's the problem. That's right. Because <laughs> I am traveling down there. Can't bring everything with me. So that's exciting. I'm really excited about that. Uh, also, before we get into the news, I just wanted to remind everyone that we are running a contest right now, which is uh, super exciting. Here's the deal. To enter, you want to go on to the iTunes and post a review of this show on our profile page on iTunes. Yep. It's a good idea anyway. It's a great idea. I, I think everyone should be doing that. But what we're going to do is take all the reviews that were posted between uh, last uh, last podcast, which was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I don't remember the exact date right now, but it's on our website. Up until uh, October 16, which is the premiere next Sunday. So that Monday when we, w- we record, we're going to choose our winner. And the prize, if you want to know is a autographed Tony Moore um, print, Michonne print. It's really cool. It's her with the two zombies strapped to her, armless zombies. That's awesome. As well as a copy of The Walking Dead number 88, the exclusive cover from Fan Expo, which was back in August in Toronto, the Toronto Fan Expo. And we're throwing in a copy of our buddy Dave's um, 
uh, comic, web comic, the print version, Stranger, number one. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So. Exciting price pack. I'm gonna, I might go write a review. <laughs> you can't win. I'm sorry. Oh. So there you go. I'm not supposed to write a review <laughs> either. So Check over at TalkingDeadPodcast.com slash contest for the details as well as pictures of the prizes. They are uh, pretty cool. If you want to get in on that, post a review on iTunes for us. Okay, with all that out of the way, I think it's time for us to get into the Walking Dead news. All right. First item in the news today. So, the Walking Dead webisodes that were directed by Greg Nicotero came out uh, early last week. Hopefully you had a chance to watch them, Jason. I watched the first three. Out of the six? Out of the six. What, What happened? I stopped watching them. They're only like four minutes long. Yeah. It's been a very, 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 very hectic week. All right. So they, the, there were six. I've seen them all. They're called A New Day, Family Matters, and Domestic Violence. Those were, I guess, the three that you saw? That's right, yeah. And then Neighborly Advice, Stepmother, and Everything Dies. That's true. Everything does die. Shakespeare said that. Did he? All that lives must die. Well, good for him. <clears throat> Hamlet, I think. These webisodes were starring Lily Birdsell as Hannah. Now, Hannah is our character who turns into Melissa Cowan, who turns into Bicycle Girl, the zombie from... Oh, I should watch the rest of these. That seems like a really cool storyline. You didn't even know that? No. Why would I I know that? What are you doing, man? (laughs) Uh, It stars Rick Otto as Andrew, Rex Lynn as Palmer, Madison Leslie as uh, Jamie, and Griffin Cleveland as Billy. The last two there are the kids. Griffin Cleveland. Yes. It's quite the name. It is. Makes me think of Family Guy. It really does. <laughs> For obvious reasons, if you know the show. He's uh, younger than Family Guy. Uh, Griffin Cleveland? Yeah. I think so, This yeah. might be con- a conscious choice. <laughs> Maybe. It's just kind of scary. Yeah. Griffin, Family, Cleveland, there you go. So these were directed, as I said, by Greg Nicotero and written by John Esposito, apparently an old longtime friend of Greg's. Right. So uh, what did you think of the first three that you saw? I thought that uh, the acting was questionable. The dude was questionable. Oh, that guy was horrible. <laughs> Rick Rick Otto as Andrew. Um, I tend to agree with that, but I also think he got a little better as it, as they went on. Really? Because uh, you know the first <clears throat> the first episode, she got into got to the house, and the second episode they were talking, and it wasn't until the third episode that uh, for some reason I thought that they were neighbors, and because the two characters didn't have any interaction i'm like they're they were married and it, it was a big surprise for me because i didn't see that at all no i agree with you i to me it didn't feel like they were a couple at all it felt like maybe neighbors or for whatever reason the kids knew where that house was so when they woke up in the car crash and thought their mom was dead that's where they went right it wasn't clear to me that that was their home and that was their dad right they, I didn't because they, they, they were they were divorced, right? They were. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was a complete surprise to me. But now maybe, maybe because of the circumstances, that's you know, in the characters, they're divorced. They're not currently a couple. So maybe that's why there was you know that lack of connection there. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a lack of acting, frankly. <laughs> or is it a problem with writing? It it could have been. You don't. Uh, well, the acting I know was bad. The writing could have been. Better presented if the acting was better. She was okay though. Lily Birdsell as Hannah. I thought she was alright. Yeah, I would give you that. No, it was the, it was that guy, uh, <laughs> primarily that uh, really turned me off, and that probably was a contributing factor to me going forget it. Okay, so the third episode, domestic violence, is the one where the kids are hiding in the closet. Is that the one? 
I may have only watched the beginning of that episode. Come on, man. You're, you're, <laughs> this is why you're not excited about The Walking Dead, because you don't even care. I'll watch them now. <laughs> okay, well, the kids are hiding in the closet, and uh, the zombie's shuffling around outside, and then the, the mother, Hannah, comes in and chops, his, chops its head off and rescues the kids. Cool. And that was okay. I mean, it was all right. The, most of the acting in that episode was the zombie shambling around the dining room. And he probably went to zombie school. Oh, yeah. Probably and did a good job. Good. Uh, and the kids in the closet were suitably freaked out, in my opinion. So that was it. Now, the next episode after that, which was called Neighborly Advice, um, Andrew, Rick Otto, the guy that we don't like, yep. goes to his neighbor to get, because he knows his neighbor has guns. So he's down in his neighbor's basement, rooting around for stuff. And his neighbor shows up with a shotgun pointed at him, like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then the whole episode is them sitting in the basement talking about, you know, what's going on. The guy says, I've got my family upstairs, and um, I don't think I can take this anymore. I don't want them to live like this. It must have been terrorists that did this. And then he blows his head off, and but he tells Rick to go and, uh, not Rick, Andrew, to go and um, kill his family. Right. So the acting in that one was a little bit better. Um, Andrew Ricardo didn't have a lot to didn't have too many lines in the conversation. It was a pretty one sided conversation. And the other actor, uh, Rex Lynn, was decent. Oh, good. He's an older guy. He's been around a long time. He's acted in, in everything. You've probably seen other stuff with him in it, even though you don't recognize him. Because I didn't. I had to look him up. Oh, okay. Uh, but he he was much better. So, anyways, they move along, and the final episode, um, the father's. Do you mind if I spoil it all? Don't spoil it. You don't away. care. Well, all you've right. already spoiled it. I mean, it comes Bicycle Girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you that when I when I sent these to you, I said it's the it's the uh, didn't I? I said it's the origin story of Bicycle Girl. I don't know. I, I only probably only read the uh, the first half of that sentence. <laughs> Uh, later today, I'll be auditioning hosts for the, the Talking Dead podcast. <laughs> a, it's been a very crazy couple of weeks, let me tell you. I understand. I'm just kidding. Uh, so anyhow, they end with um, the father is dead. The mother and the kids are in the house, don't know what to do. They think they'll try to make a break for it. Um, as they're going, they stop to pull uh, something out of a, a car, parked car, and she reaches in and gets her arm bit because there's a zombie in the back. Always check the back seat. Yeah. You know, Isn't but that a rule? That's a rule. That's but a rule. She didn't do that. And so she's bit. She's like, well, I'm screwed. So she tells the kids to run. I think says go to uh, maybe another relative. I forget now. And she submits herself to the zombies so that the kids can get away. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it's it's pretty graphic the way they tear her apart. Hmm. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. It's pr- I think it's more graphic than anything we saw in season one. Really? I think so, and that's because these are for the web. They're not. Right. They're not subject to the same strict, or kind of strict rules strict. as TV shows. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's where it ends. After we see her get ripped apart, it cuts to Bicycle Girl, like on the ground. Half of her is gone, kind of moving around, making gross noises. Then she rolls herself over and starts crawling away on the grass, and cut to black, and we're done. Huh. And uh, Melissa Cowan did actually reprise her role for that final scene. It oh, wasn't good. wasn't the new actress doing doing the role. That's awesome. So there you go. Um, I don't know. You didn't watch them all, so I had a question to pose to the panel here today, all and right, that question. is: Do we do we think this web series uh, would be enough to draw people in if they haven't watched season one of the show? Let's say they stumbled across this 
And they thought, huh, cool. Is this going to make them watch the Walking Dead TV show? I don't think so. No? Um, it could It could be. I mean, I don't think that this would be the leading factor. I think by the time they stumble across this, they're probably already interested. Because where would they stumble across? This is on the AMC website, right? Yeah. By the time you get there, you're already four links deep into the uh, uh, into the AMC show site. Yeah, you're you're already there for a reason. You got to dig for these, right? Or well, not you know, really. There are links. Somebody links to them, or yeah. you know, embeds them on another page, maybe. But you know, any page that you go to, uh, you're probably already interested in this kind of subject matter. I'm not sure that uh, these just in the nature of this kind of thing. It's not these in particular. Uh, I just think that by the time you see these, you probably already have an interest. Yeah, you're you're probably right. So, so then what's the point of doing them other than for the fans? I guess it's excitement. It builds excitement. Yeah, it's 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 a neat backstory. I think it uh, it builds hype. It's going to uh, maybe somebody that you know will see these and then talk about them to their friends. Hey, there's these cool things. You know, get them interested. It's not these particular things that are you know. Uh, necessarily getting their friends interested, but it's their friends getting them interested in this show. And I guess there is always the possibility that they could be really good and become popular enough that they that they break out of of that uh, group of fans that are already watching them. You know. Yeah, and it also gives them uh, content to put on the uh, the Blu-ray and DVD releases, right? <laughs> they always put on too. episodes. That's true too. They, I'm sure they'll be there, yeah. gu- guaranteed. Um, it's a value add. Overall, I don't, I don't think it's an advertise, advertisement kind of thing. I think it's a value-added service that they're providing. It's a bonus for all of us that are already there. Yeah. Overall, I thought they were okay. Acting was questionable, but it was kind of a fun story. And some of the six were better than others. That's sort of how I see it. Hmm. So, uh, so, yeah. Next item in the news, The Walking Dead will be streaming exclusively on Netflix. So... Uh, Netflix Chief Content Officer Ted Sarandos said, We are delighted to be in business directly with AMC Networks. AMC's programming sensibilities have struck a chord with our members and with the overall viewing public. So basically what's happened is Netflix and AMC have come to a deal that Netflix Netflix will be, I think, the exclusive streamer of The Walking Dead Season 1 and future seasons. So does that mean iTunes will not be including these in their content? iTunes doesn't stream. They download. Okay. Well, download. that's my question: is that you know, does does that include iTunes? Because no, they don't. They don't stream, but uh, Netflix does. So iTunes will still have these. Yes, as far okay. as I know, iTunes will still have these. I'm, well, they already have season two like previews up yeah. in the iTunes store. It's all there. So iTunes will still have them. I believe the key is the fact that it's a streaming service versus a buy and sell service. Great. Will they? Will it be available in Canada? I don't know. To be honest, I have not checked the Canadian Netflix, but I do have confirmation that they are available, at least in the U.S., so in the next six days, if you want to re-watch season one of The Walking Dead and you have no other way, you can totally do that if you're a Netflix streaming subscriber. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, hopefully they're available in Canada. It means, I mean, it doesn't mean a lot to me because I'm going to have lots of access to this stuff. I'm going to buy it on iTunes, probably get another DVD, and... Uh, but, you know, anyone out there who is looking for something good to watch and they pay their eight bucks a month for Netflix in Canada, yeah. go for it. I think it's great. The more the uh, the more the more merrier on Netflix. 
Absolutely. They need content in this country. They really do. To be fair, they're getting better, though. They are getting better. I, we have, uh, my wife and I have been watching more and more Netflix stuff. There's some actually good, some good stuff on there that we haven't been able to find anywhere else. That's good. A lot of British stuff, too, eh? Yeah, well, almost here. Ex- exclusively the stuff I'm talking about is British stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not available anywhere. It's pretty good. Anyways, that's exciting news, so look for The Walking Dead Season 1 and future seasons on the Netflix. Okay, um, last week, this might have actually been released before our previous episode, or just around that time, but there's a really, really cool behind-the-scenes video about the props. Now, it is hosted by John Sanders, the prop master on Season 2, and uh, these guys have really cool titles. We have the uh, the chief content officer of Netflix <laughs> and the prop master. Yeah, he was actually property master. And I felt like an idiot when I watched that. And I'm like, property master. It never occurred to me that prop is short for property. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I've done some theater, like backstage theater stuff, and I knew that property <clears throat> property master was prop master. It never occurred to me that that prop wasn't like its own word. For some reason, my friend, uh, my friend Scott did uh, was a prop master for some uh, something, and I had uh, high rise boots that I bought somewhere, <laughs> and he wanted to borrow them, and I never got them back. That bastard! I was pretty pissed off. I'm pretty sure you could find them on Facebook. Ask the, for your the boots? No, the oh, they went Scott. somewhere else. They're gone. They were gone <laughs> from. Uh, I think that was around 1990. To be honest, I don't think you need high rise boots anymore. <laughs> But come on. It's 21 years later after they were out of date for 20 years or 10 years. Anyways, so this behind the scenes video, it focuses on the props and it's really, really cool. There will be a link in our show notes for this. Uh, So definitely go check it out if you haven't. There's all kinds of information about the guns and the weapons they used. Yeah. They showed like the real guns and then they showed rubber versions of the same gun so that if an actor has to like fall down a hill, they hold the rubber gun. Oh, you do not want to fall down a hill with a shotgun. No, even a <clears throat> even an unloaded one. It's just a big metal tube, steel. Yeah, a big steel tube it's that clubbing you in the head. And yeah, stuff. You, that can cause some serious damage. Right. So they have like flexi rubber guns that they roll down hills with, and uh, it makes me want to roll down a hill. Well, kind of. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They also showed quarter load guns, mm-hmm. which I had never heard of before, but they're used for shooting at uh, sort of short range, so you can actually shoot something. But it's only a quarter of what it actually would be. Right. So it doesn't shoot the 1,100 meters that uh, you know a regular <clears throat> rifle will shoot. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty cool. So you they showed uh, they showed them standing there, you know, actually shooting some guns, and it was it looked like a real gun because the gun moves and stuff like that, like right. it's supposed to. It's enough to get the projectile out, but not enough to actually f- you know f- shoot through the wall and then through you know on somebody else's car and then through right. into the other you know person over right there. and i think unless you're at like point blank range to the eye you're not gonna oh even with a blank if you have a blank and you're anywhere within uh you know 50 to 100 feet of the muzzle of that thing you're gonna get powder burns like it's blanks are dangerous and quarter load guns are probably just as dangerous plus a projectile yeah probably oh well okay so just don't shoot anyone i don't know don't at, point at anything 20 feet. at anybody ever <laughs> <laughs> that goes for guns cars whatever yes uh, all right, but that was really, really cool. Now, the other thing that they had that was neat is the guy showed that each character has a bin with all their like regular stuff in it, or or a small bag. Okay. So he showed Rick's bag, and there was like his watch and his badge and his wedding ring and things like that, which was really, really neat to That's think cool. that there's just a bin and a bag for all these characters, a bin if they have bigger stuff. Um, 
but and that just uh, travels from location to location. It's all in a yeah. It's I need all, the Rick bin. Where's the Rick bin? Exactly. It's yeah. all in a trailer, and it just drives to the next location. The guy's there, and he's like, "Okay, what do we need for this scene?" So he pulls out the bins for what characters gets their stuff. The you know the the uh, makeup and costume people get it get it on them and so on. It's it was really really neat. Um, but while he was showing Rick's bag, he had the drawer open with some bags in it. In the background was a bag labeled Otis. Oh, Otis, we've never seen before no, we on haven't. the show. He is new, um, and all that was in it was a set of keys <laughs> that I could see. So I was thinking maybe that's keys for a zombie-filled barn. I it don't know. Could be. Could be. Could be tractor keys. Could be anything. But tractors have keys. I guess they do nowadays. I'm sure they do. You can't just get on a tractor and press the gas pedal and go. But you can. <clears throat> but it's, it's not a would... golf cart. No, I. You know, I've done it. <laughs> you know, my friend had a farm up near the Sioux, and uh, we used to get on the tractor and drive around, and it didn't need keys. The Sioux is a small town in northern Ontario. For those who don't know. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, anyways, there was a set of keys in Otis. So as far all we know about Otis so far is he has keys. Is that he has keys? Well, he's uh... and they play an important role. So they've got a. I figure they've got to lock something. Well, Rick's watch doesn't play an important role. It's just their stuff, right? Maybe he's his keys know. clip onto his belt loop, and he wears his keys around because maybe they're on a retractable uh, thing. Oh so yeah, that, that's classy. Out. That's uh, that's great <laughs> stuff. I love that stuff. But uh, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily just because they're in that thing doesn't mean that they're important. They're just part of you know Otis's ensemble. That's true. That's true. I'm I choose to believe that they're important though. He might unlock something someday. Yeah, you know, you just like Rick is. He might look at his watch every once in a while. Huh. Watch is still going. <laughs> uh, so then, anyways, right at the end of the video, they showed Andrea shooting a handgun, one of the uh, quarter-load guns, I think. Right. And she was standing in front of a really nice-looking residential house. Oh. There was a nice-looking residential house on each side. It was a ni- looked like a nice, quiet street. Clearly, it wasn't a farm. Um, so I think this confirms that at some point they go to Wilshire Estates. I would, I would agree with that. Based on the knowledge from a month ago that they were filming at a uh, sort of a closed housing community yep. outside Atlanta, and then now to see this video footage of her in front of this house, it kind of goes in contrast with what we think is going to happen in the first episode, in in that they're going to get to the farm at the end of the premiere. Why does it contrast with that? Well, it means that we're going to, well, unless they change the order all around, it means that we got to get through Wilshire Estates in the first episode and then leave and get to the farm. I, I like to believe that they've changed the order. I, I would tend to agree. There's no real reason why it has to go in the order it happens in the uh, in the comic. So I, I would like to think that they've changed the order. Maybe they get to the farm, realize they need supplies, go out to a nearby house, uh, housing, not housing complex, uh, residential area, and right. try to loot the houses. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um whether it's called Wilshire, Wilshire Estates or not, who knows? Who knows? But it seems like they do go to somewhere like that. Anyways, this video was really, really awesome. If you want to see cool, like, rubber guns and, and things like that, it was... Well, who wouldn't? It was really, really neat. So I Rubber recommend... guns and quarter loads, come on. Exactly. I recommend going and checking it out. There will be a link on our website. So, with season one, way, way, way back before we were... Uh, before it had aired and we were doing podcasts leading up to that... We were reporting, at the time, we reported on the uh, Season 1 episode titles when they were released to IMDb, Uh and we now have the first seven Season 2 episode titles. Seven. Yes. 
<laughs> that's the first. I think that's <laughs> that's the first seven up until they take their Christmas break. Excellent. Episode one. Let's alternate these. Out. All right. Episode one is titled "What Lies Ahead." Episode two, bloodletting. Episode number three, save the last one. Episode four, Cherokee Rose. Number five, Chupacabra. I like that name. Episode six, Secrets. And episode number seven, Pretty Much Dead Already. That's like that uh, episode of Monk we watched, uh, The Really, Really Dead Guy. Oh, yeah, The Really Dead Guy, (laughs) the worst show ever. Um, So What Lies Ahead, of course, is the name of the volume two trade paperback in the comic, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. The rest of these are invented for the TV show. Not really any indication of what these mean, but they're okay titles. Well, yeah. <laughs> can you can you come up with anything based on these titles? Well, bloodletting. Uh, you know that. Uh, you know, hmm. somebody gets shot and has to or get hit in the head with a shovel and has to go to get helped by uh, somebody at a farm. Maybe. Yeah, we're pretty sure somebody gets shot and ends up at a farm getting. Getting helped, as you said, yes. Save the last one could be uh, save the last zombie in the barn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that For some reason, that reminds me of Save the Last Dance. It does. Movie. I mean, yeah, it does, for that, sure. That movie with uh, What's-Her-Face. But it's Save the Last One. Number four, Cherokee Rose. I think that's the name of a uh, an aircraft carrier. And they're no, eventually going really? to get to no, not really. Oh. But they're going to get to an aircraft carrier, and they're going to go out to sea, and then everything will be saved, and they don't have to have a show anymore because everybody will be happy and out to sea, and zombies can't get them anymore. I wonder if a Cherokee rose is an actual flower. Like, is it a type of rose flower? I don't know. Maybe Glenn goes searching for a Cherokee rose because it's very special, and he wants to give it to Maggie. Maybe it's a red Jeep Cherokee. He's in love with her. Maybe it's a red Jeep, <laughs> a rose-colored Jeep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, a Jeep Cherokee with roses painted on it. It could That'd be. That'd be very pretty. That would be nice. If he finds that, he can bring it back for... What the, What does chupacabra mean? Did you look it up? Chupacabra. I know well, it means something, but I can't think of... I can't remember what it means. It's a... Uh, isn't it a monster? It's a... Yeah, it it's a, It was an X-Files episode. Remember? They did one... They did a show called Chupacabra 2. And I think it is a mythical uh, monster. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, that one's obvious. Yeah, there you go. Mythical monster shows up. There you go. Um, secrets. Well, nothing. I mean, that could mean anything. Pregnancy. S- somebody has secrets. Pregnancy yeah. secret. We could we could get the revelation of that in that episode. Oh, you know what? In number five, Chupacabra, our next news item is about that, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. And pretty much dead already. Sounds like kind of a kind of a downer episode. I think our group is probably going to be feeling like they're dead already. Right. And they have no hope of anything, really. Yeah. And that comes out in the comic, too, which is really nice. That'd be nice to bring that back around. It would, for sure. Um, they're not the Walking Dead. We're the Walking That's Dead. That's right. So, I, that you know what? That would be awesome if they if, if we saw that scene or a version of that scene. It would be good. That'd be very, be very exciting. Very cool. So our next news item is Norman Reedus talking about a Daryl episode. Now, apparently this is episode number five, Chupacabra. TV Guide was wondering when Merle Dixon uh, will return, and they report, sounds like November 13th, which is, as I said, season season two, episode five, that could be the night. That's when the AMC series centers an entire episode around Merle's bad boy brother, Daryl. So we're going to get a Daryl episode, which is going to be awesome. Flashback, maybe. I don't know. I have a feeling he... 
it could be a flashback, but I have a feeling Daryl might strike out on his own for an episode for whatever reason. I don't know if they'd do that. I bet they would. Maybe he's going out because he thinks he can find his brother. I don't know. They usually like to have multiple plots, so they may not be striking out on his own and just be completely on that. No, I think it's going to be a flashback. All right, so we're going to see them before the rooftop from uh, Yeah, I don't one. think we're going to know anything about what happens to Daryl. That's my prediction. Really, eh? Yeah, I think we're going to get a flashback. We're going to get uh, uh, Daryl, and we're going to get their, their backstory. Well, TV Guide quotes Norman Reedus, who said, It's pretty much all Daryl on his own in a hardcore man-versus-world psychological quest with inner turmoil and hints of deliverance, the movie. Perfect. Um, so it's going to be a flashback. You'll learn about his family and what it was like for him growing up, constantly put down and under the thumb of other people. Like you'll his brother? See, yep. You'll see him make some hard decisions and announce where his loyalties lie. Yeah, flashback. Yeah, you're probably right. Now that I reread that, we're going to see some... We might even see go all the way back to part of his childhood. Who knows? Could be. That'd be crazy. I'm going to have foreshadowing of him losing his hand. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. <laughs> so anyways, that should be the episode. If um, Michael Rooker's going to be back, that should be... You'd think that would be the one where it happens. That'd and, be great. And if he comes back... I don't think he's going to become a regular part of the show, just like he didn't do, just like he wasn't in the first season. Right. So he's going to show up if he does, only in flashback, or if he's in the present, he'll probably get killed off. You think so? I don't do you think, think this is going to be his demise, Daryl's demise. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think we're going to get anything about what happens to him after uh, he leaves the rooftop. Hmm. I don't know. I think so. See, I think they'll find him, something will happen, and then he'll be put to rest forever, the character. You think so? Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. He'll, so after the rooftop, he'll just never come back. He just disappears. No, I think he, he might come back later on, but I don't think this episode, Chupacabra, is going to give us any of that information. All right. I so think we're going to get a rich backstory for uh, for Daryl and Merle. Okay. I could I could live with that. The more I can ba- live with it, too. I think it'd be great. The more backstory, the better, really, for all our characters. So over time, we'll probably get lots of that. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we have more Walking Dead news and lots of other stuff to get through. So stay with us. Thanks, everybody. This is The Talking Dead number 55. We'll be right back. Sky you, the listeners of the Talking Dead podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. Jason, what's your book recommendation for the fine people this week? You know what? I'm going to uh, recommend John Adams. By, John uh, Adams. John Adams. It's a, a book by uh, Patrick Diggins. John Patrick Diggins, sorry, narrated by Richard Rohan. It is about uh, John Adams, who is the first vice president of the United States and the second president of the United States, and about uh, how he helped the movement for American independence. Uh, Jenny and I watched the uh, the miniseries a 
a while ago, and it was very, very good, starring Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I was going to ask. This is this is the one the miniseries was based on. Yeah, and it was great. I thought it was uh, it was a fantastic miniseries, and uh, I've got I haven't actually listened to this book yet. It's it's on my wish list. Cool. So I will get it. I will listen to it. I like uh, sort of history every now and again, and uh, this one seemed like it would be a good one. And it comes in at six hours and twenty nine minutes. Excellent. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash talking dead. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash talking dead for your free audiobook. Welcome back, everybody. We've got more items in the news this week. There's, of course, lots of news as we lead up to Season 2. Let's talk about the Walking Dead Rise of the Governor novel that comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. He, uh, so the story, here's, here's what we know. It comes out tomorrow, and uh, the story follows Philip Blake and his daughter Penny, his brother Brian, and their two best buddies, Nick and Bobby. <laughs> Sound like, Sound like a yeah. good good bunch of good bunch of guys. It could be the Griswolds traveling across uh, the country on in their uh, <laughs> station wagon. Sounds like a fantastic little jaunt. Yeah, why don't I see why not? It's great. The official description of the book from the press release is uh, following in the footsteps of the New York Times best-selling graphic novels and the record-breaking new television show. This debut novel, novel in a trilogy of original Walking Dead books, chronicles the backstory of the comics books. Comic book's greatest villain, the governor. So there we go. We know we know what it's about. But reviews have started coming in. People have been listening and or reading this book. Um, and uh, so far, the reviews are very favorable. Really? Which is which is great. I'm very excited about that. That's excellent. Jess Darbone, Darbon from Examiner not, Examiner.com had this to say. She says, the story follows the Blake party through the familiar landscape around Atlanta, Georgia, the same landscape Rick Grimes and his companions traverse in the comic books. From the Wilshire Estates to downtown Atlanta to the Georgian countryside, the Blake's quest for a place to uh, hide and live in peace. Now, she also says in a slightly longer quote, Focusing on the points of view of the Brothers Blake, Rise of the Governor paints a stark picture of the end of the world. In a way, the Walking Dead novel is more gruesome and graphic than the comic books or TV show could ever be. Kirkman and Bonansinga make no attempt to shelter their readers from the horror and gore of the acts of killing and maiming. The writers don't pull any punches, and the result is a descriptive horror fest of blood and filth that takes your imagination to places it would rather not go. <laughs> it has been a while since reading a horror novel Novel has given me nightmares, but Rise of the Governor certainly has. That's interesting. So it sounds like they really go crazy with the descriptions of the graphic gore and violence in the book. Which is, you know, uh, the point they make about, uh, you know, having more gore and filth than the comic book or the television show could ever have is absolutely right. Like, you can't put this stuff on TV. You can't put this, you can, you can put more in a graphic novel uh, or in animation than you can in live action. And you can put more in a book than you can put in any other medium. 
because you're not actually doing anything to anybody. You're just writing about it. You're just writing about it, and you're relying on the the reader to create a picture in their mind of it, too. Yeah. You're not showing them anything. You're simply telling them, and you can tell them in as much graphic detail as you want, but they still construct the image in their mind, and that generally could be worse than anything you could actually put on TV or in a graphic novel. Yeah, and the governor goes to Wilshire yeah. Estates, too. He does. I thought that was interesting. So, I, you know, I, I wouldn't... No, there's not. There's not. There shouldn't be any pa- uh, crossing paths with our characters. Otherwise, we would know that. You'd think, yeah. right? Because we've followed Rick and the the group. But uh, it's interesting to know that they kind of, you know, in some ways took the same paths or made the same mistakes and and yeah. you know learned the same <clears throat> lessons as they were reacting to the zombie apocalypse. Uh, now I'm going to have a link to uh, this review in our show notes. The only thing I should say is there are some potentially big spoilers in her review. Um, so if you visit that link, please be warned. Um, but what I read there, there was no real, not really any spoilers. But she does. Well, they go to the Wilshire Estates. That's a huge spoiler. Not compared to some of the other things she says. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's just a location. So well, and they I meet mean, up they with zombies there. and there's killing and maiming and uh, filth well, yeah. and, and horror. Yeah, if you didn't know that already, then... <laughs> Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, this might not be the book for you. It might not be. But there are some bigger spoilers. And in some ways, it's not even what she reveals, but the way she says it. So I'm going to leave it at that. And if you go and read it, you'll know what I mean. Sam McPherson um, on Zap to its TV Overmind's site had this to say. The Walking Dead Rise of the Governor is a book that's meant for both fans of the comics and fans of the show. It appears to fit in with the canon uh, of the show just as much as it does the comic, though, of course, those who have read the comic will appreciate it exponentially more. Cool. I thought that was really interesting, that's, actually, too. That's that's a really great feature, and I, uh, I'm sure it was a conscious choice to uh, to have it fit both uh, both medium mediums, medii. Mm, one uh, of the two. They're canon. Canon's medium. Oh, geez. Canon is plural, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It is for those things that actually shoot, uh, you know, big balls uh, from powdered charges. Uh huh. Different, you know? different meaning though here. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my my pluralizations are screwed up tonight. So uh, the fact that they decided to go with canon for both the comic book and the TV show was a great choice. I, I wonder if it was difficult to do that. I'm sure it was because there's obviously differences. The main things are the same characters and stuff like that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad they did that too. I like to have a a unified universe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, uh, just it, just in general in my personal life, I like to have a unified universe. It's <laughs> true. Fragmented universes really just they make me mad. Yeah, exactly. Um, when Lost was on, they did, in my opinion, a little too much that wasn't canon to the show. They 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 had all these alternate reality games and websites and oh, crap yeah. going on. None of it had anything to do with the canon of the show. The, the Lindelof and Cuse came out and said the only thing that's canon is what you see on the TV yeah. show. Everything else, we're sorry. Everything else is just you know marketing and for fun or whatever, and do it and have a great time. And you know they, I think they were even involved in some of it, but it wasn't part of the show. This is cool because we've got a graphic novel. We've got a real novel that's coming out. We've got a TV show, and they're all in the same universe, and what happens in one happened in the others. Yep. Right? That's great. Don't get me started about those uh, those lost alternate reality games or virtual reality games or those, you know, reality games where they tried to take, make reality blur with the, you know, the show. Well, well, ARGs are cool. I mean, they're, they're neat in that it's something you're kind of doing in real life. 
that that's that's fun and it's a game if you're into it. But to do one that you know, has nothing to do with the source material that it's trying yeah. to be part of, it <clears throat> kind of bugged me. Yeah. Um, so anyways, in this case, that's not what's happening, and I feel good about it. I do too. So The Walking Dead Rise of the Governor hits shelves, virtual and physical, tomorrow, or, you know, by now, when you're listening to this, October the 11th. I'm going to get it. I am totally going to get it too. All right. FXUK, which of course is the um, British broadcaster of The Walking Dead, have launched a Facebook app. Nice. It's called The Walking Dead Left Behind. Here's the description from FXUK.com. Ever wondered what it would be like if zombies invaded the Earth? FX presents you with an opportunity to step into a terrifying post-apocalyptic world overrun by flesh-eating walkers, where every step might be your last. But tread carefully, as zombies could be lurking around any corner. Are you brave enough to face our new Walking Dead Facebook app? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Unfortunately, people in Canada are denied from playing. I wanted to try, but I was disappointed because you get there, you click it, and it loads for a second, and then people in... It actually says, people in Canada are not allowed to play something like that that's crazy yeah it bugged me i thought it was stupid i don't understand these kind of restrictions especially for something like this yeah you know with with real content with actual tv show content there can be licensing deals that restrict geographic you know viewing and stuff like that well i downloaded a, an nbc app for uh, my ipad mm-hmm. and i actually you can launch the app you can go through all their shows you can click play full episode watch the commercial before the episode oh. then it says we can't play this in your region that i'm like delete deleted oh. that thing immediately I'm surprised you didn't write a letter i was i was tempted to go back and write a review on the on the site, give it a single star, and then uh, just complain about the thing. The, and the thing about that is, so it's not available here, so be it. And and you know, Apple doesn't regulate that, but they need to tell people ahead of time and not yeah. make you watch the ad. First. Don't offer this thing in the Canadian store because all they're doing is giving you commercials. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. I that's that's true. They could they could take it out of the Canadian store, but even if it was there. It needs to be in big, bold letters right there. You know, content only available in the United States or wherever else. Yeah. <clears throat> commercials are available everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's if you no want restrictions to... on the commercials, apparently. If you want to watch our ads, download the app. Go crazy. Yeah. Anyways, this Facebook app looked like it might be kind of fun, but uh, we can't try it. So anyone in the UK, if you have tried The Walking Dead Left Behind and want to let us know, send us an email or give us a call and let us know what it's like. Hopefully it's cool. Unfortunately, right now, I think it's lame. There you go. I also agree with the lame. (laughs) Good. Uh, Okay, so we got four more news items, but they'll be quick. The next one scares me. Yeah, the next one is is frightening for you because I know you haven't seen this. So the Walking Dead visual effects team helped out Breaking Bad, the Breaking Bad Season 4 finale, which aired last night on AMC. Do you have... I haven't seen all of Walk or of, uh, Breaking Bad this current season yet. I think I'm on uh, episode six. Episode six. Yeah. Well, you got to get caught up. It finished last night. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to ruin it for anybody out in the audience. But uh, zombies everywhere. Zombies were everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't believe that this, how many zombies were are, and the Walking Dead visual effects team was a part of it. The so, Breaking Dead. That's hey, that's good. <laughs> the Walking Bad. Walking bad. <laughs> yeah, zombies are pretty walking bad. Right. So, barely a news item. 
to be fair, I, I agree. I know, but... Uh, Walk, if... Walker, Walter White? <laughs> Walter White, Walker, Walker, William. My grandfather's uh, um, middle name was Walker, <laughs> just so you know. Nice. <laughs> I believe it was his mother's maiden name, so... Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> Go watch Breaking Bad. If you don't, everybody, it's like totally the second best show on TV behind. Oh, the I'm, I'm Dead. loving it. I'm loving. It. I don't have enough time to watch all all the episodes that I want to watch. Well, you're almost caught up. You're halfway through the current. I'm season, halfway so through. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it, it's just nice to know that the the Walking Dead folks are helping out their brothers over at Breaking Bad, who are you know their show net, network friends. They're they're doing good work. <laughs> they're doing good work for sure. All right, so if anyone is interested, AMC has released a group of Season 2 desktop wallpapers and icons. Nice. Everything you need to dress up your computer desktop. And I am icon profile pictures. <laughs> I am profile pictures with icons. Okay. If you're into that, the icons are pretty much the headshots of each character. Nice. So there you go. You can find those over at amctv.com on the Walking Dead site. Those are pretty fun. I might throw a desktop wallpaper up for a little while in celebration of the Season 2 premiere. I might uh, download one for my iPad right now. I don't know if they make them for iPad, but well, you can, you can do put it save on there anything anyway. for your iPad. Just there you go. Um, okay, second last item, the uh, um, penultimate item here. AMC released a photo gallery from The Walking Dead Season 2 premiere party. Uh, again, not a lot... Uh, not too much exciting stuff here. It's a lot of good-looking people standing around on a, on a runway. And <laughs> doing good-looking things. Fan- yeah, that's right. <laughs> fashionable people doing fashionable things. Um, all I really have to say here is Sarah Wayne Callies. She cleans up real nice. Oh, that's good. She, that's good. she looks good in real life. Shane Bernthal, not so much. Really? <laughs> it was weird. I thought he was... Thought he was a good-looking dude? On the show, in real life, I don't know. He looks like a bit of an egghead. And I mean that in the literal sense of his head looks like an egg. Really? He needs some hair. That guy doesn't have hair in real life, but I think he looks better with it. Well, he has hair, I'm sure. He's not bald. Well, he shaved his head, but... He had his head shaved, yeah, and it's it's short, like really short. If they're doing short, you know, shaved head Shane on the show... <laughs> shaved head Shane, yeah. Shaved, yeah. It's going to bug me, I think, until I get used to it. It's going to bug me at first, because in real life, yeah, not, not, so, not so great there. That's just my opinion of, of Shane's hair. I appreciate the fact that it means nothing, and I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> exactly. But we'll have a link to that photo gallery, so you can go check it out and make Me. your own decision. Get a weird shape head. See? <laughs> I told you, man. But yeah. Sarah Wayne Cali, she looks all right. Yeah, in that I like, big, the, I like big, the bun. Big red dress. Finally in the news this week, AMC uh, put out a video that has a bunch of cast interviews, kind of like one-liner, one-liners intercut with... Um, with footage from the from season two, what like take my wife, please? You know, one liners. <laughs> yeah, not that kind of one liner. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you, you got to go watch it because it's really exciting. It's really really exciting. This is one of those things that's getting me too excited for the show. Right. And uh, in my notes, I wrote, "My God, could I be any more excited for this?" You got to dial it back a little bit. You think? I, I got to dial it back. You I could have watched this. meditation just to yeah. you know calm yourself down. <laughs> I could have watched this thing three or four more times. So I'm like, nope. I got to st- I got to just take it easy. Because everything they showed looked amazing. Looked amazing. The the actors, they all looked like they were totally into it. Like again, I know they're not gonna look. They're not gonna you know give any other impression. But I don't know. It just looked like they were having fun, and it was it was really going well. I like that when uh, when actors are enjoying themselves producing a show. Yeah, and you can tell. 
well, you can tell. This video certainly made it look like they were, and who knows? It could have been totally manipulated to appeal to me, but... They are actors. Whatever. That's what they do. Steven Yun had the best quote. He said, season two will blow your face off. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good quote. <laughs> uh, a bunch of them had, had a good one-liners, too. Shane Bernthal, even though he has a wacky-shaped head, he did this thing where he's looking through his hands, and he said, you know, people who watch it like this, just with their hands over their eyes, but their eyes... You know, peeking um, through their fingers, peeking through their fingers. He said they're going to watch it like this, completely obscured. But then every once in a while, do this, peek through, and be surprised and shocked. So, you know, whatever. Sort of like a game of peekaboo. Yeah, exactly. With your TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's cool. I will post a link, but I'm not going to go watch it again. If you want to watch it, it's awesome. It's totally awesome. And you know, I need to, I don't know, take a few days break and. Think about something else for a while. Take a, so. Yeah, and then uh, and then go to New York and go to the uh, the panels and uh, you know <laughs> and Im- completely immerse yourself in everything Walking Dead. Hopefully, actually talk to Robert Kirkman and good. maybe you know anyone else who who I see there uh, who's related to the show, and then sort of you know work myself up to the big you know end of the weekend when the show's actually on, and hopefully I can pay attention. We will see. It's very exciting. Guided meditation. That's my uh, that's my advice to you. Guided? Do I need a do I need a meditation master of some kind you to need, guide uh, me? Yeah, a meditator, like a mentor. But I don't know how, how who would guide you, but uh, you can get guided meditation. I believe there's probably online stuff that'll guide you on your meditation needs. Okay, find me some links. All you do is you lie on the ground and just say, okay, imagine that you're breathing in and you're breathing out. <laughs> And when you breathe out, pretend you're lying on the floor of an elevator. And as you breathe out, the elevator goes down a flight. You breathe in. You've done this before. I, you? I've I was in. I remember taking something in a class where they were talking to us, and they told us to do that kind of meditation. You concentrate on your breathing and tell you to do stuff. That's guided meditation. Okay. Do you want to guide me? I do not. No, that'd be weird. I might. We could do a guided meditation podcast. That'd no. be fun. <laughs> That's now not. imagine yourself. You're running from a zombie. You find a shotgun and you turn around and shoot it wildly, hitting them right in the head. Yes. You will blow your face off. Blow his face (laughs) off. Its face off. It'd be the most boring podcast ever. Pretty much. (laughs) Couldn't be more boring than this. No, this isn't so bad, I hope. Um, Anyways, go check that out, the blog. I mean, the link will be on our website, talkingdeadpodcast.com. Well... That's it for the news, Jason. Okay. It's very exciting. There's all kinds of news, and our next podcast is going to be Season 1 premiere. So starting now, we're going back to our weekly format and back to our original season format. That's awesome. Which means recaps and a little bit of news and a couple of new segments that I think everyone is going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into that more next week. We also will announce our contest next week, our winners, of course. But before we wrap things up today, we were supposed to do an actor spotlight on Michael Rooker. But we failed. Sadly, <laughs> we have failed. Uh, first time we failed. First time we failed. We've had to make a couple of changes. But, you know, over the whole summer and most of the spring and half the fall of last year, yep. we've been doing these Walking Dead actor spotlights, and they've gone pretty well, I think. And we will definitely bring them back during um, after season two when we've got a few more actors to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, we cannot do Michael Roker. We were going to watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but it didn't really work out so well. No. We uh, couldn't really get a copy of the movie 
that was watchable. So unfortunately, we could not do that. But I'm going to strive to get one, and we will revisit Michael Rooker's past work, that movie, and who knows, maybe another one during the um, season two Walking Dead hiatus for Christmas. It, it, it you know the, the little bit that uh, we did watch looked like uh, when was this movie made? Was it made in the eighties? It was made in the eighties. Yeah, it looked uh, you know eighties horror fantastic. <laughs> It really did, and I have some thoughts on it, but I'm going to save them for right. when, when we actually do this, because uh, we'll we'll spend the time talking about Michael Rooker a little bit more, and maybe throw another one of his movies in there too, just to make up for it. Yeah, because he's got a he's got lots of stuff. We'll like make it up to you. Cliffhanger, baby! I want to watch Cliffhanger. Oh, Cliffhanger, John, uh, John, not John. What's his name? The bad guy, Michael Rooker. No, there was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, plays the banjo. He was in Third Rock from the Sun. He was on Dexter for a season. Steve Martin plays the banjo. I know Steve Martin. We have, we have, I have an album of his, an actual banjo playing album. <laughs> I read his biography. It's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know who you mean, um, but I can't think of his name. It'll come to us when we're done. Yeah, thanks. thanks uh, that yeah, guy. That guy. So we will get back to Michael Rooker sometime probably in December or maybe January. And uh, sorry for anyone that was really, really, really looking forward to us talking about Henry Portrait of a yeah. Serial Killer this week. We have failed. We have failed. Epic fail. It's not really epic, really. No. It's, it's really kind of just a sad, lame little piddle out fail. <laughs> piddle out. We have piddled out. We have piddle failed. <laughs> That's happened to my daughter once or twice. Nasty. She's only four. All right. Well, Still nasty. Okay. I think that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode, everyone. There was lots of news. Um, don't forget about our contest. Head over to iTunes and post reviews there. We will pick the two winners. I think I don't think I mentioned before. We're yeah, going to have no. two winners. Uh, we're going to announce them on our next podcast, which should be uh, right after the season premiere next week. We're going to have to figure out the schedule for that because I'm still in New York until Monday night. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Um. Yeah, I'm going to still be in New York until Monday night, so we're yep. going to have to figure out what to do there. Yeah, it's going to be uh, sketchy. It's going to be sketchy. We'll, It'll we'll, be fun, though. We'll work something out. We are going to podcast every night while I'm in New York if we can, right? If we can. Short. Not not long like this. Short, you know, 10, 15 minutes just yep. over the Skype to talk about what I saw and what I did. Uh, you know, I, I am moving that weekend. I know, but in the evenings. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Good. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the internet guy will come. He's coming on Saturday at five o'clock between five and eight. So hopefully he'll get there and set everything up so that, uh, I'm all set to go Saturday, Saturday night. In worst case, we'll get you on the phone. Yeah, I got, I got on my phone. Cause I'll be fine. I can call you. So, okay, good. It'll sound like crap, but we'll get her done. All righty. Okay. So we're going to be back to our weekly format. It's going to be awesome. We got the contest. If you want to... If you want to contact us, I highly recommend you give us a call at 1-866-483-ZOMB. That's 1-866-483-9662. Let us know what you're most looking forward to in Season 2. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of good stuff that you could uh, that you could talk about. Otis's keys. Oh, definitely Otis's keys. Yep. I want to find out what those keys are for. Either his tractor or his barn or maybe his car that got blown up in the original. You apocalypse. know, uh, he, it might be all of the above. There I've got were, keys on my keychain that I don't know what they're for. There were more than one key uh, on the keychain. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. There was more than one key. So there could be keys to like many, many, many things. Very exciting. Key I, to a lockbox, key to a locker, key to a house, key to seven houses. I can't believe that this is the most exciting thing that we're looking forward to in season two. But it is. <laughs> That's because it's a big mystery. Otis's what, keys. What are the keys for? What's the key for, Otis? There's no other mysteries. Just this. Yeah. All right. Um... 
what, what else we got? Oh, yeah, find us on Twitter at Talking Dead. I'm trying to tweet a little bit more because I'm, I'm a bad tweeter. I'm a horrible tweeter. Yeah, I'm a bad tweeter, and I'm trying to do it a little bit more. I'm tweeting out some news as it comes as it comes out, so follow us for that. I'll try to keep it up. Um, you can also go to facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. We are there. And, of course, you can also email us at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. And that's everything. That's it. See you in Nor- in. See you in New York, everybody. See you in Nork. See you in Nork. And uh, everyone have a great week. And uh, let's hope that season two premiere is awesome, but I know it's going to be. Oh, of course. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye.